Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. I'm going to try to preach a little bit here tonight. I'm going to turn your attention to Exodus 31. If we all will work together, 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 if we... Because you... If we all... Some of y'all are like, what is that song? (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you about it. (laughs) I'm going to teach you because you need to know it. We've got to work together. We really do. We are blessed at Calvary Tabernacle with people that work together. Thank God for people that will work together. It's not about my agenda, your agenda, his agenda, her agenda, their agenda. It's his agenda. We're just trying to get lined up with God's agenda. Okay, it's really no secret. His agenda is to seek and to save. Yeah, that's right. That's that's what he's after. That's who he's after. And what a high honor that he lets us be a part of it. New to the body? Guess what? You're recruited. Been in the church a long time? Guess what? You're not done yet. There's a, there's a New Year's song we've been singing. Uh, if I'm not, I think it says, if I'm not dead, he's not done. Is that right? I love the lyrics to that. We got we to gotta trust that. There's things to do. Exodus chapter 31. Now, when I go to try to preach an encouraging message about volunteers and serving the kingdom, you wouldn't think I'd reach all the way back to Exodus, but bear with me just a little bit, okay? Exodus 31, I'll start at verse 1 tonight, and I'm going to read this, and you read along with me. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship to devise cunning works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass and the cutting of stones, to set them and in the carving of timber, to work in all manner of workmanship. And I, behold, I have given with him Aholiab, the son of Ahishmash, the tribe of Dan. And in the hearts of all that are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom, and they may make all that I have commanded thee. Everybody say, they got to make it. Yeah, here we go, verse 7. The tabernacle of the congregation. What are they going to make? The tabernacle of the congregation. And the ark of the testimony. And the mercy seat that is thereupon. And the furniture of the tabernacle. And the table. And his furniture. And the pure candlestick with all the furniture. And the altar of incense. And the altar of burnt offerings. With all of his furniture. 
and the labor of his foot and the cloths of service and the holy garments for Aaron the priest and the garments of his sons to minister in the priest's office and the anointing oil and sweet incense for the holy place according to all I have commanded thee shall they do. According to all that I have commanded thee shall they do. That's what the Lord spoke to Moses. I commanded you and they're going to do it. They've got to accomplish it. Man, if you read through that and you think of everything they've been asked to do, that's, that's, a, that's a big list. That's an important list. And yet, how is it that Bezalel and Holiab, they never get preached about? <laughs> I want to talk about that just a little bit here. Tonight. I'm going to give them a little stage time here tonight. I think they earned it. All right? Pray with me. Lord, we thank you for our volunteers. We thank you for the service of our servants. God, we know that if any's going to be chief among you according to the Gospels, then they're going to have to be someone who's willing to serve. The first is going to be last. The last is going to be first. And we are instructed by the Gospels that we are supposed to be servants. For to minister is to serve. I pray that you would help us, each and every one, help me to articulate with wisdom. I pray that I could preach with uh, uh, the right demeanor. I pray that I could preach with, uh, in such a way maybe that it would be received with gladness and with cheerfulness. Help me, oh God, not to be boring. Help me to do my very best, but help the people to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. I prayed that one time. Somebody said, you prayed not to be boring? Absolutely. You ought to pray for that too. Turn, turn to your neighbor and tell them, pass the bucket. <laughs> you may be seated. How many remember we used to pass the bucket? Hey, I'm going to talk about a different kind of bucket tonight, but maybe we'll get on that one too. See if you can finish this sentence. It takes teamwork. <laughs> Some of y'all were quick to the draw. A little too much locker room time. It takes teamwork to make the dream work. Not your dream work. The dream work. There is a vision for the church. There is a vision for the body of Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, that vision is to seek and to save the lost. Ah, oh, Pastor Carson, I've heard that a thousand times. What are you doing with it? What are we doing with it? Are we seeking? Are we trying to save the lost? Or are we better at quoting than we are living? Say, so, wow, he came out of the corner swinging. No. I'm trying to do it with a smile. Making something big happen takes more than just you. Takes more than just me. Let me get a mom that'll help me right now. You got some kiddos and you walk in and the house is a wreck. It's not your fault. It's their fault. Come on, man. I feel a witness in the room right now. I feel like somebody wants to testify. 
Mom, what do you say? I'm sure you say something like this. Kids, if you'd be so kind as to come down, maybe just, if it wouldn't be too much, you lie, you fry. You know you don't do it that way. How many of you moms would admit right now you ever yell through your house? Pick up your socks. Pick them up. <laughs> you ever see those same socks you already told them to pick up? Husbands, I'm trying to stay away from you because there's a chance it's you. I'm, I'm, I'm blaming it on the kids, but some of you are like, we ain't got no kids. We ain't got no it's easier if we work together we try to keep our kids on this uh on this little rotation of who does the helps with the dishes every night and you'd think we were asking them to dig a trench from here to <laughs> yeah somehow oh, i feel a witness man i might need somebody on the organ tonight i i just and whoever it is that's doing the dishes that night if the person didn't rinse them how many of you got one of those dishwashers that it's got to be rinsed before you put it in? You know what I'm talking about. Pick up that plate and it's got stuff on it like there's no way that that's coming off in the dishwasher. Here my kid, our kids that maybe are never concerned about cleaning stuff. If it's their night to load the dishes and there's stuff on the plate. Why didn't you? Yeah, right. Immediate. Why didn't you wash off your plate? They haven't washed off a plate all week. But it's their day to, put the, to load the dishes. It takes, it takes people working together just to keep a single house in order. Talked to someone the other day, was reading through, working with a testimony of a time that they were struggling with sickness and illness in their body and just their, their individual apartment, trying to keep their place up. They said it was almost impossible. Had to hire someone to keep it together. Ladies and gentlemen, Calvary Tabernacle, Calvary Christian School, Indiana Bible College, it does not happen without an army. I mean an army of workers. People that get it done behind the scenes. We sometimes show up and enjoy the benefit. We just skate in. Isn't this nice? How many are glad that when you show up to church, it doesn't smell funky? Come on, like your teenager's room. How many of you glad? You're glad somebody put a, a Glade plug in. Aren't you glad? I'm going to tell you what, carpet doesn't make it this long without good vacuuming. I'm being serious right now. People working. I had been, uh, I, was the, I was the cleaner slash youth pastor slash anything that needed done guy for a while when I, first went on staff when I, I, when I first came out of Indiana Bible College. It was my job to, to clean the church. Forgive me if I've told this before. I don't know if I have. I, was, I know I've told some of you. And I, I was supposed to clean the church. And I was walking down the side aisle, Brother Hunter, and I, I was going down the, the north side of the, the sanctuary. And when I got about three quarters of the way back, someone stopped me and said, mm, 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 mm. Brother Carson. I said, yeah. She said, up under there. Look, look, I want you to look. So, okay, what are we looking at? I got way my neck bent down up under. 
And tucked up against the pew was a cherio. Oh, cherio. She said, these were her next word. She said, I've been looking at that cherio for three weeks. You know what I did? I said, let me, let me get that Cheerio. Let me get that. I'm just going to get that Cheerio, obviously. You can't do anything. Let me just get that Cheerio. I don't know if my attitude was good, but I picked up the Cheerio. Probably wasn't too good since I still remember. But to that person, it's my job to do it. There's a difference between the church you go to and your church. It is. There's a difference as to whether or not you want this place to thrive or you just want it to let you thrive. Brother Healy, this place is not about just feeding me and me giving nothing back. I'm supposed to do my very best to give something back to it. It's part of the body. Bezalel, he doesn't get much, he doesn't get much stage time. Doesn't get a lot of platform time. I've never heard him talk much about it at a conference. If he has, I missed it, and I've been to a lot of them. But Bezalel is the anointed guy who gets to work. We're out. Which stage is he on? Which, which, which message is he going to preach? None of them. I, I, thought, I thought he was filled with the Spirit. Oh, he was. He was. With the wisdom to build. We're at behind the scenes. And then there's a guy even lower on the rung than him. A holy, I gave him to you. I know you'll recruit some workers, but I have some things for you to build. Do you realize that in the modern Pentecostal church, we spend so much of our time working through the occurrence of what started with an altar in the Old Testament tabernacle plan? How many know we found the power of the altar there? The power of the table of showbread, the altar of incense, the, the, the power of those priestly clothes and garments. And I got to be honest, I'm not used to, in, in today's manly day and age, I'm not used to the same guy who builds furniture also doing the sewing. Hmm. Maybe that's you. But he's recruited by God. Why? Because he was Willing. And he was able. Willing and able. And so Bezalel and Aholiab and whatever crew they, they get to work with them, they begin the construction of the pieces of furniture in the tabernacle. Now let me ask you this question. Is there anybody here in your daily prayer you pray through the tabernacle? Anybody? Can I, is it okay if I flesh this out for just a second? plan on teaching. On, well, I'm going to anyway. I got the microphone. I'm up. The altar is necessary for us. It really is. The place where things are sacrificed and things die. I still have to every day come back to a place where I'm reminded in that New Testament altar concept I need less of me, and I need more of him. 
And I don't, I don't want to make this seem morbid to you, but when I pray in the morning about the altar, when I visualize it, Pastor Gay, this is how I see it. I watch me drag me to the altar. Kicking and screaming the whole way. Because your flesh does not want to give up. How many know you can be full of the Holy Ghost and still a mess in a mess? You know you can. I got the Holy Ghost. And you can go right from the Holy Ghost to telling somebody shut up in a quick minute. You can go, you can be full of the Holy Ghost, listening to somebody, your favorite song on the radio and let somebody cut you off. You were just singing from the top of your lungs, right? If I'm not dead, he's not. Hey! I'll kill you. And then you remember your little Calvary logo on the back. I've had so many people tell me that little piece of paper on the back of my car has saved me so many times. Look in the rearview mirror and see it there. Bless you. God bless you. <laughs> I need, I need that. I, I need that praise in labor. I need to be reminded of baptism. I need to be reminded about the depth of the word. I go to that table of showbread every morning and there at that table of showbread I begin to pray physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, financially, relationally for blessings upon every person that's in leadership. Speaks into my life. I travel to these pieces. These, these pieces, these these instruments, these pieces of furniture that to anyone that had never seen them seemed as though they'd never served purpose until all of a sudden they're placed strategically in the middle of a tabernacle and now they hold eternal value yes, because somebody behind the scenes was willing to work just right. Just right. Put the pieces together. And then any time that anything had to move, they just make sure, let's just get it where it belongs because there's no sense in doing it if we're not going to do it right. And so they, they'd work it and they'd get it just in, just in place and, and they'd get everything just situated. And then I don't get any mention of, hey, bring out Basileo. We're going to do the tabernacle thing, but get him out here. Let's get a holy out Get him out here. We'll give him some credit. They didn't do this for credit. They did it because God had moved on them. And God spoke to the man of God in their life and said, we need somebody who is able and willing. Somebody who is able and willing to serve the kingdom of God in such a fashion. Can I tell you the reason this place looks as wonderful as it does is because when nobody's around, there's somebody here running a vacuum. When nobody's around, somebody's here painting. When nobody's around, somebody's working in the IT. When nobody's around, there's always... This place is a stream of people. It's a stream of people working. I said it earlier, setting this up just a little bit. What if we got here and nobody had practiced music? That'd be terrible. Be honest. You wouldn't all be here tonight. If every time we came, that was an experiment. What if they? What if y'all walked in tonight and you're like, let's just see what happens. <laughs> Sister D. Giovanni'd be fired. <laughs> she knows she'd fire herself. 
deserves more than our leftovers. He deserves more than us making a game out of this. If we're going to create something that has some travel power, if we're going to build something that has sustainability, then we got to put effort into it. That's why we got to separate. Some of you girls in the choir, you had to figure out, are you an alto or soprano? Some of you said soprano and figured out, no, I'm not. I'm not. He's not. I'm an alto. Right? (laughs) Anybody who's ever been in choir, you know what I'm talking about right now. Just see a little girl just kind of slip from the sopranos over to the altos. (sighs) Have to work together. What if our musicians didn't put any effort in? We're in C. I don't know C. But I've been working on D. We're in in C. How awkward would that be for everybody? Can I tell you this? Anytime you've got a bunch of people trying to volunteer, but one person who only wants to do it their way, it's always awkward. It is. And I have found over the years that often it's the person who is willing to yield their own will. They're typically the loud person. Oh, so quiet in here. You could hear a church mouse licking ice in the back. It's, it's true. People that don't want to be a part of the team get loud. They don't even want to use me. What do you mean? We do want to use you. We'll even celebrate you. I'm not going to make a, a, a bronze statue of you. But we want to use you. The problem with being used by God, Brother Aaron, is you typically feel used. Hey, that's the truth. I don't want to embarrass Brother Aaron, but I showed up to the school one day just on an off afternoon. Brother Aaron's out there in the, in the middle of the big yard just picking up trash. I didn't know what else to do but just walk out and start picking up trash with him and looking at him and saying, we got to figure something out because so, this isn't a good long-term situation. We've talked about it, haven't we, Brother Barkus? You know what prompted me to talk to you is watching somebody that no one would ever see just out there because he loved the property, just working around picking things up. But often, and we've turned it into a, a thing, and we need to. Brother Zach preaching this morning, I heard it went fantastic. But often when you ask God, and we do this in our altars, we come to the altar, God, I want to be used. Get ready. Get ready. My favorite shovel that hangs in my garage is rusty. Got a part chipped off the side. I got it fixed just right, but if you don't know how to use it, you'll pinch your skin when you... Yeah. Don't steal my shovel. You know how it looks? Used. Brother Markey, it looks used. But I didn't. When I asked God to let me be used by Him, I didn't get the right to give Him a bunch of qualifications. It wasn't God use me, but let me feel good all the time and let me have the spotlight and give me credibility and... Is this all right? I hope this is all right. I'm, I'm, because if we get the mindset of this, then we can serve with joy. 
What, what gives me so much pleasure about Calvary Tabernacle is I don't see people walking around disgruntled. I never see anybody here working or cleaning or, or doing work that I feel like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. I don't even know. Never. People are smiling, just dusting, working. How about all these Sunday school teachers? How about them? Never. We, we don't get to say much about it. You know, they got to deal with our kids. <laughs> I know that we want to say our kids are great, but our kids are a mess. Come on, you know one of the best parts of your day is just go to, just go to Sunday school. Just go to Sunday school. Just go. Go. Just go. Come back around 11-ish. Where are we picking them up? I'll be late. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God for animal crackers. <laughs> Thank God for fruit punch. Thank God for teachers who on their own time, after they've worked their 40 hours, they will sit in their living room or at their kitchen table and they'll go through a lesson plan. Why? Because they're concerned about volunteer. Nobody in the Sunday school department's making no bunch of money. <laughs> Sunday school teachers, you ought to amen that. You're not in this for the Christmas bonus. You're in this for the kingdom bonus. You're in this so that these kids might become preteens that love God. And these preteens might become teenagers that love God. And the goal is that teenagers become IBC students that love God. And they're full of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And that's how the process works. We invest behind the scenes. We serve. How about our media department? How about the sound how about the sound team? Brother O'Neill, nobody look at you at all until something squeaks. Right? Right? How many services? Nobody even knows. It's like they didn't even, they weren't even there. And then, ah! 500 heads. Next, you snap. Serving diligently. Working behind the scenes. Thank God for it. Because otherwise, I'm going to tell you, if we don't have this, it's a lot harder for you to hear me. How about if we had to do church like this? That'd be a lot tougher, wouldn't it? Thank God. Thank God. We come in, we got some sound working. Amen. Hey, where's a, I don't know if she's in here, I don't want to embarrass her. Thank God for Sister Gail. Thanks for paying the bills. showing up for church and there's no water have a tough time baptizing people yeah go in the bathroom mm. somebody said well she's on staff listen I'm going to tell you what right now there's a big difference between what you're paid for and what you exceed in pay into service sometimes some of us battle that well, what are they paid for? One of the hardest and greatest questions I was ever asked when I was, got into full-time ministry was, how do you differentiate between what you're paid for and what is your service unto the Lord? Every person in this room, Brother Turner, I believe every one of us ought to be able to have a cognizant awareness of what is our service unto the Lord. 
that is separate from this is beyond. This is just my service unto the Lord. It's like having the tithing box out there and saying, well, I can't put my offering in there because it says tithe box. Oh, I got some of you there. Some of you. What do I give? I give extra. Why? Because I'm giving into the king. I'm sowing into the kingdom. What about, what about those that work with our young adults? This is not highly talked about, but do you recognize that we're not too far removed from where, I've talked about it before, from where 80 plus percent of young adults at the age of 18 were walking away from their faith? My God, have mercy. But we have flipped the switch on that from intentional service. Somebody say, thank God. How many know that we need them to grow up and stay in the church? We need them to grow up and stay in the church. Seventeen thirty-six, two hundred eighty-four years ago tomorrow, December seventh, seventeen thirty-six. Benjamin Franklin, he assembled the first ever crew of established volunteer firefighters. That Union Firefighting Company. Union Fire Company, they become known as the Bucket Brigade. Everybody say the Bucket Brigade. Yeah. 284 years ago, he put them into service. Do you know that it was around the holidays when fires always took rampage? It's why in December it was finally recognized for the need to start it. And when he started it, it was under this concept. It's a lot harder for one man to run and get a bucket full of water in return than it is for one man to stand at the source, dip that bucket in the water, and pass it to the next guy. Because as long as we have people working together, we'll just keep dipping buckets and passing buckets. Because what? here's what it had been. Grab you a bucket of water. Run all the way over to the fire. Try to get all the way over to the fire. And then take this single bucket and throw it on the fire. And then lose all the time. And get all the way back. You recognize that 284 years later, over 70% of today's firefighters across North America are still volunteer. Only 10% are career firemen. Isn't that interesting? It was an amazing stat to me. They figured something out 284 years ago. Strong volunteers get the job done. <laughs> Strong volunteers put fires out. Ooh, I feel something right there. Strong volunteers get the job done. Why do I serve my church? Because there's a fire hell started I'm trying to get put out. Jude say there's some, there's others we've got to save, even pulling them from the fire. But ladies and gentlemen, we can't do it alone. I can't do it by myself. But Galleon, powerful preacher, great vice president, but I got news for you. You can't do it alone. Your wife said amen. 
Brother Barkus, you're a great leader. Been a principal for many years, but you know this. You can't do it alone. How silly would it be for you to show up at school, normal session, and think you're going to walk from class to class? Why do we have things like the Dad's Club? Not just to try to beat up the kids in basketball. Although that's a good part of it. Yeah. Why? We need presence of apostolic individuals that are gathered around. Why when I go up every now, why when I went to, to IBC about a month and a half ago, why did we randomly show up and Brother Jordan is outside IBC trimming hedges? He paid by IBC? How many, you got it, you're probably giving him big money, aren't you? Not doing that for him. He's doing it. I'm going to tell you what he's doing. And I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I picked on Brother Jordan a few weeks ago. Beautiful job that he does. But I want every student that walks by there to know there's somebody that just cares about the appearance and worries about the way that it looks when parents show up and when faculty walks. In. What's he doing? I'm going to tell you what he's doing. He's standing in line and saying, pass me a bucket. Pass me a bucket. Because we're training the next generation that if one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. Then let me ask you a question. How many can six or seven hundred put to flight? If we will get in this thing together, if we will work and serve the kingdom of God together. If you are a volunteer and you volunteer anywhere through the year at CCS, I want you to stand. Please stand. Don't be shy. Don't be bashful. If you do any volunteer work, you teach, you do any volunteer work at all. Okay, now stay standing. Do you look around this room? You are kingdom investors. You are kingdom investors. I want us to give them a hand right now. Honor them and applaud them. Come on, I think we ought to let them know that we, lo we love you. We honor you. Some of you do this week in and week out. If you're here and you volunteer for our college, Indiana Bible College, if you volunteer annually there, I want you to stand right now. Please don't be bashful. I want you to stand right now. You do anything. You, you, you serve in some capacity at the school. You serve in some capacity at the college. Yeah, please stand. Look at this. I want us to put our hands together and let them know how much we love them and honor them. If you volunteer here at Calvary Tabernacle, whether it's teaching a class or doing something behind the scenes or maybe you're a part of the, uh, an instrument or you, I don't know what you do, but you volunteer your time, your effort, your energy here at Calvary Tabernacle, I want you to stand. If you volunteer anywhere on an annual basis behind the scenes, look at that. Isn't that amazing? Put your hands together for them right now. So, Brother Titus, why do we need volunteers? Because we've got a city going up in flames. Forgive me, but I'm going to preach passionate for just a couple minutes, all right? We've got to get this bucket passed from person to person to person until the flames in your neighborhood go out. Thank God for that college, but that whole community is lost. Thank God for that school, but that whole community is lost. We've got to get this bucket from city to community to little village. We've got to get it from north to the south, from the east to the west. 
we got to get the bucket. Listen, we got the workforce to get it done. We got the people to get it done. You say, well, I don't have any talent. You've got enough talent to, pr- to pass the prayer bucket. I can't do anything. If you can pray, you can be a bucket passer. Yes, you can. You say, well, I don't have any giftings. I can't paint. Some of you in here, we don't want you to. <laughs> Please don't come tell us you're a painter if you're not. And Brother Brown said, amen. I'll be texting him like, I just need a little help. You don't have to try to do something you're not gifted in. Don't falsify your resume and tell me that you got, you got a master's in education. Be honest and be like, I'm, I, I'm pretty good at sweeping. I'd be okay with just wiping up the tables. How many know we need table wipers? Yeah. How many know we need people to work through some of the rooms in this church? Hmm. Oh my. If we all will work together. Some of your childhood, you can't help you want to sing it. If we all will work together. Listen, it's not about my agenda. It's not about your agenda. It's about people showing up at our, our school and maybe it's the only school they've been in where they felt the love of God. It's about people walking into that college and us beginning to train tomorrow's apostolic leaders today. It's about us walk, bringing them in. I was working on some mission stuff earlier for the college and I was working through and praying and seeking and trying to shape some language with Brother Henderson, Brother Galleon, Brother Brzezinski. We've been working on this. I'm going through this and I'm, I'm working through this, Brother Henderson, as I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about the rich, the history of who we are and, and what we have and the multiplied decades of rich history that we have and yet we're taking all of that and we're putting it into a modern context and, and putting it with practical application. Do you recognize what we're putting in the hands of students? We're letting students that are living in a perverse world pick up a bucket and saying, it's on fire, but I got an answer. I got a part of the answer. I got a part of the, I got a part of the plan here. If you're not a cook, then don't cook. But if you are a you know what, that'd be a good one. How many of you help in the kitchen on an annual basis? Just, just stand if you help. And if you're an eater, this don't qualify. But you cook. I bet y'all are excited. We're going to have a kitchen done soon. We're going to have a... Brother Faulkner, hey, Brother Faulkner, how many times have we had conversations over the last two months where we're doing this right here and we're running the bucket back and forth? But isn't it something that the more conversations we've been having, it seems like they keep getting people in the middle and the bucket passers keep getting closer and closer and closer because I found something out. The people have a mind to work. The people want to see something. How about Brother Gargany? How about the fact that we got people in this city that are hungry and they need, they, they need something spiritually, but they also need something physically to put in their body. 
I cannot tell you how many times people show up here through the week and all I say is, hey, I'll get a bag for you. I never went and got the food. I never went and got the bags. I never did any of it, but I walk in that room right there and there's bags of prepackaged food ready to feed people. Why? If we all will work together. Brother Mass, who's going to baptize? Brother Romine wasn't even in town. What are we going to do? What are you talking about? I'm standing here ready to pass a bucket. I'm standing here ready to serve. Listen, we cannot be about territory unless we're considering it His territory. That's why we did the ministry fair. We got people serving in places that have told me, they said, I never did anything. Some aren't happy about it. <laughs> Some were kind of having a good time. I'm going to tell you what. It works when we work together. Brother Staten, because you'll be effectively able to put out fires that I won't. Because <laughs> you're, you're going to have family fires close to you that I never know about. But if we'll line up, the, the fires you come in contact with might be different than the fires I come in contact with. The places where, hmm, the places where we work, but if we will be given to the kingdom of God. Bezalel, get to work. Holy up, get, 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 get to work, boy. Why? We need the tabernacle. We need the tabernacle. What about the people that play, Brother Foley, play the piano in the foyer? What about that? Huh? What about that? What about that little bit of service to the kingdom? Is it important? Yes, it is. What, what, about, what about snapping pictures in here? You ever see someone snapping photos? What are they doing? How do you think Calvary's got such a great social media presence right now? You know what they're doing when they're walking around with a camera? Next time you see them, picture that camera as a bucket. Because somebody's going to see that online in this community. And they're going to see somebody with their hands lit. You know how many people come in here on a regular basis and say, I saw you online. I found you online. I saw a little media clip. You know what it was? It was a digital bucket that somebody passed. Brother East, what are we doing? Sister East, when we're, when we're thinking about these new individuals that are walking in, or we're thinking about our member experience even. I, I don't want to exhaust your time. I, I'm almost done. Sister Brown knows I'm so concerned about this. I'm going to talk about it for a second. I'm so concerned with member experience, and I talk about it all the time. Bless her heart. I wear her out with it, I think. I don't want, peop I don't want people to just be a stat. I don't want to celebrate you here as a number. I want us to be concerned with what's going on with each other's, with what's going on in each other's lives. If you got a fire in your life, I want to make sure you're connected close enough to the water line that somebody can reach you and somebody can help you. Because I have found this, it is hard for you to be concerned with the fire that's destroying the community if you've got a fire destroying you. It's hard for you to be focused on winning others if you cannot get yourself one. Man, I feel a little something right there. Brother Grayson, I got to have people close enough to me that when I'm hurting, when I'm dealing with something, I can shoot a text, I can make a call. How many are glad for, how many are glad for prayer chains? 
How many of you in this room, just give me a poll. You have, in the last two weeks, you have texted somebody to help you pray with something or pray about something. Raise your hand, you've texted somebody. Brother O'Neill, we texted back and forth several times this last week about mom, didn't we? She got a bona fide miracle. A bona fide miracle. Went from non-responsive one day to sitting up, I think wanting something to eat the next. I'm telling you, the doctor, Brother Edward, dad got a miracle. Massive heart attack. Doctor said he wouldn't make it. They were astounded. He texted, we begin to pray. What'd you do? It's a bucket. There's nothing glamorous about this. There's nothing glamorous about serving. I'll tell you where the, I'll tell you where the glamour comes in. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Throw your hands towards heaven with me right now. Would you begin to give the Lord praise? Would you begin to give him thanks? Come on, praise God with me right now. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Come on, I feel like we ought to just praise him for a minute. I'm, I'm trying to land in this room right now. I want you to praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Somebody just thank God right now that you got a chance to serve. You got a chance to do something for the kingdom. I, thank God. Thank God. I don't, have, I don't have much to offer, Pastor. God designed you perfectly. God knows what you can offer. God knows what you can give. And I want to tell you, volunteers of Calvary Tabernacle, volunteers of IBC, volunteers of CCS, we applaud you. We honor you. But this is a little bit of a recruitment here tonight. A little reminder, there's room in the bucket line. <laughs> Isn't it the truth? <laughs> there's room. What do you mean there's room? We're averaging right now with our students gone, we're averaging around 650 here. There's 900,000 people in this town. There's room on the bucket line. <laughs> there's room on the bucket line for you to say we can't do this by ourselves. I bet, I bet there's a few opportunities at IBC for service. I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing since you were pow power washing up hot chocolate, <laughs> there's probably room on the bucket line in CCS. Oh, pastor, I don't care to do that. I'm, I'm glad. And that's your spirit because you're good to be on the bucket line. And I'm good to be on the bucket line. There's been plenty of days I cleaned the toilets and then preached. I'm glad to be on the, the, the bucket line. But I'm going to tell you, we'd love to have some more on the bucket line. And that's why we signed up in the ministry fair. And that's why some of you are being involved. Won't you stand with me?
Maybe, maybe, we should, maybe we should turn this into a chandelier. Maybe we should take this bucket and put some ornaments in it. Maybe we should. That's ridiculous. We ain't, we're not going to do that. It's ugly. It's not glamorous. But it's right. It's not pretty. But it's worthy. You know, it reminds me of somebody. He had no beauty. That we should desire him. (laughs) In fact, at the end of his life, the Bible said he was brought as a sheep before her shears is done. He openeth not his mouth. Finally, when almost exhausted at the accusal, are you a king? Are you a king? He said, my kingdom is not from here. (laughs) Nothing I'm doing is about here. And ladies and gentlemen, servants of the Most High God, all that we're doing is to try to get people from here to there. Oh, one more time. Would you throw your hands towards heaven? Would you pray this prayer with me? God, give me the spirit of a servant. Give me the attitude and the mindset of a servant. Come on, if you're going to be Christ-like, you're going to be a giver. You're going to be a giver of your finances, yes, but you're going to be a giver of your time. I want to give my time, my energy, not just what can the church do for me, and that's okay, but what can I do for the church? What can I do for my neighborhood? What can I do for my city? What can I do? Nineteen, nineteen twenty-three. It was nineteen twenty-three. I'll stop. I'm, I'm going to. I'm, I'm done after this. They start. They start working out a trail, Appalachian Trail, so popular. Take about a dozen years coursing, digging through. I can't. I can't imagine the work. Do you know that between that time and now, the 240,000 plus effort that's been put into it, between that time and now, Appalachian Trail has been completely maintained by volunteers. That's something. Still keeping it up, trees fall, working the trail, managing, making it happen. I recognize that some of this younger generation, me, And those younger than me, new leadership, youth choir. We're really just trying to work on a trail that was dug out years ago. But we all we got all kinds of new issues on that old trail. There's new problems. New devils we're fighting. Every day, people that we'll never meet are working on a trail 
to keep the trail open. We got to keep this open, ladies and gentlemen, so that somebody could walk into here that's never walked this before. Pentecost is normal to us. It's modern to us. But we just poured a bucket on the city they're burning in if they found refuge in this house. And they got to find a clear path to our altars. And they got to have a clear path on how to get into a new members class that's starting in January. Praise God. And they got to have a clear path on how they can get involved because we don't want to be happy just because people show up if they've never got a way to become involved in the church. It's like telling them enjoy the woods but stay off the trail. How does that happen? Volunteers make that happen. Volunteers teach Bible studies. Volunteers celebrate elders. Volunteers put together meals for shut-ins. Volunteers. 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 I'm not yelling tonight. Not trying to get you to run laps. I'm trying to get you to go home with a bucket in your hand. Trying to get some of you to go home and get that old bucket that you used to celebrate that's been in a garage for a long time. That old spiritual bucket that's been in a closet for quite a while. I'm I'm asking you to get that thing out. Some of you, you can carry a heavy load and some of you it's much smaller. I'm asking you to do your part to serve the kingdom of God by serving the church. I want to pray a prayer blessing. I don't often do this this way, but I really feel it tonight. I want to pray a prayer of blessing over you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray over every man, every woman in this room, from the youngest to the oldest. We're about to have a little time of fellowship here tonight. I know there's going to be a chance, an opportunity to just visit in the foyer for a while, but I'm speaking blessing and strength upon your people tonight. As they choose to be committed to volunteer their time, their efforts, their energy. So many of them signed up in the ministry fair. They've begun to get involved like never before. But tonight as we celebrate volunteers from over the last year and all the effort and the energy that they've put in. I pray that you would put special blessing on their home. Somebody pray that with me right now. Let there be special blessing in their mind. Let there be special blessing in their body. Some of the volunteers in this room, they have been suffering sickness. I'm asking you to heal their body. I'm asking you to heal their mind. Some that have been such great volunteers for the school, oh God, they have been suffering in their own family. Some that give so much time and energy to our college, they have been dealing with their own finances. I'm asking for you to strive. So many, oh God, that volunteer for this church, that give themselves regularly to serve and to volunteer. God, they have been facing battles no one knows about, but I speak blessing right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Say amen with me to that.